Good morning and welcome back to the Daily Thread. Yes, yes, good uh, good to be here. What's today? Thursday, right? Today is Thursday, October 20th. <clears throat> okay. So For those watching, you see I'm wearing a Be Kind sweatshirt, yes. which uh, finally will be launching in Meaningful Minutes merch shop. Okay, well, tell me the story behind that. How did you... Uh you know, it's how a you, school. It's, it, we're getting into the second wind of the school year. You know, right after Yontev is when the school year really, really starts. You okay, know, so it started today actually. I started yeah. today. Couldn't couldn't help but notice those kids waiting on the bus stop. Right, I saw the buses. Um, and in uh, the freezing cold weather, but it's not this, freezing cold exactly. It's it's, all, it's pretty cold here in New York. It's about forty five degrees. Right not as cold now. as your coffee right now, though. No, I don't know. I'm still disappointing, but um, someone made your coffee with some ice water this morning. You Maybe you order a nice coffee. Uh, you know, uh, coffee has to be piping hot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My father used to say, in the, in the, my father used to always have water boiling on the stove because you never know. At all times. You never knew when he wanted to have a really hot coffee. And he used to say in Yiddish, Sadafarais bread in the kishkas. I don't you know what that, what that means. means? It means it has to burn out your intestines. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's how hot it has to be. And I, I picked that up. I like I like really hot coffee. Interesting. That right, makes sense. But someone so, else might taste this and say, oh, this is hot. What are you talking about? It's not hot. <laughs> Could be. But anyways, Be Kind is it's an initiative that Meaningful Minute is running to just promote kindness around the world. So we have swag. We have content that's coming out this month of Shabbos on MeaningfulMinute.org. So people can go ahead and get one of their own sweatshirts. There's a limited supply. You see in this office, we have this box What does it say on the sleeve? It says, we rise by lifting others. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a nice little quote. But anyways, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, first of all, you know what I was speaking about with someone over Yontif? What? I think it's interesting to discuss. Okay. We were speaking about, you know, there's a lot of people who went to Israel for Sukkot, a lot of people right. traveling around the world. Right. And, you know, someone hops on a plane with their family for Sukkot. Right. It could, it could cost upwards of, you know, seventy five to $100,000 to make a trip like that with your family for Yontif. Yeah, I was just... So, so the question, yeah. the question okay, I have yeah, I'm is, sorry, go ahead. are that many people doing that well? That Or are people... The question that was discussed was, you know, are people going into debt to go on these extravagant vacations or these getaways or do they actually have that type of money to spend okay so by way of introduction to respond to that and tell you what i think um you know it just came from shul this morning yeah and you know day two days after yontif people that flew in like to say yeah on a day that just korea satora like right, that's why you're late today it took a while uh but that's how you know people were in israel how you know how you know people's travel plans unless they get up there when they arrive at the airport and maybe they're and still wearing the first class slippers from <laughs> no, i didn't see that i didn't look but i didn't see that but uh if, if you what we saw what we call bench and you know people have uh, either been in israel for yontif or been in the hospital uh or or something uh, along those lines it reminds me of you know in the olden days and doctors used to wear beepers instead of cell phones mm -hmm. and you know you'd be in shul shabbos morning and a beeper would go off you knew that guy's a doctor yeah so that's like a derivative or a special bonus to the whole uh, uh, equation so uh, what do you think oh so about money first of all i believe the way things have evolved in terms of eretz and sukkahs and i want to also make a side comment about that now that we're on the subject um uh, you cannot calculate uh, unless you have to be there because your kid is there or your uh, young married children are there and you want to join with them. If you're going because you want to just, you know, experience a modern-day Eretz Yisrael, Sukkot and Eretz Yisrael, then you, um, then you um, can't calculate. You can't start 
making uh, start doing the math. Really, you have to be able to spend. I mean, um, I mean, I mean you can't. You we can't. Sing, we say we sang the song "Vechaisilech and Bracha Adbali Die." Yeah. Okay. Is it recording? Yes, it is. Right. We 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 want we want we want we want the 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 blessings from from above. Adbali Die without a limit. Okay. That's how you get there at Yisrael. <laughs> Without a limit. You can't, so have, you a, can't have a limit can't to make a trip like that. First of all, you know, we went, what was it, six years ago before you were married, right? Yeah. How long are you married? Three years? Before, before Nissan was married also. Oh, so he's married five years. So it was right before three years. So it was six years ago approximately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we paid for the yunt of meals in the hotel we were staying in, uh, $250 per meal. Yeah, I remember... Uh, Remember sometimes not being hungry I'm for those meals. Seat. Yeah, I remember you came down once to one of the meals and said, "I'm really not hungry. I'm really not feeling it." You and know? you guys are like, "Well, no, I didn't, well, we can't tell you. Can't force feed you." Well, but by the way, the meals this year were close to four hundred dollars a person. Are you serious? Way. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, are people really affording this? And uh, um, by the way, it, it also this 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 uh, price gouging. You know, can you imagine? First of all, I've never seen really good potato kugel in Israel. The best they can get close to is a baked potato, unless you're yeah. What's with that? There's house. no good potato kugel in Israel. I don't know. I don't know. Not in, certainly not in the stores. There's also, no, there's also, they don't have good cream cheese. I don't know about the cream cheese. That's so when Michelle have, comes, we'll just we'll import some of our own. They have great pizza uh, in Israel. Do they? Of course, in, in Cafe Ramon and uh, Big Apple. Uh, uh, Big Apple, excellent pizza. So they know how to do it, but for some reason, potato kugel is not in the playbook. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm so curious you know, how you're gonna bring that back to the conversation. Oh, listen, how'd that come if, up? If you don't, if you want, to, if you want a good piece of potato kugel, you probably could get it if you pay for it. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's a uh, you know, uh, in our good friends at uh, at uh, at El Al, um, you know, nothing to hide. A business class seat for Sukkot was ten thousand five hundred dollars per seat round okay, trip. And I'm and I'm and I keep on bringing this up, and you're not giving me an answer. But how do business they, class how do they is full. How do they afford it? How, not how I mean people are doing well, but you make are that of, many yeah, yeah. people really affording it, or are people going into debt to make these trips happen? Well, it could be it could be that on some level that you're referring to there's a there's there's peer pressure, there's class pre- class pressure. So I don't think so. Like I personally, I you think maybe for making a bar mitzvah or making a wedding, people want to push themselves, but to go to go to Eretz Yisrael for circus with a family, someone's gonna go ahead and and push. Because other people are doing it, there's enough people staying home for Yanta that they could do it without feeling uh, pressured. You know, when when COVID started uh, and, and there was a uncertainty of which way the economy is going to go, and the stock market was plummeting, and people, you know, couldn't go to work or lost jobs, um, I started working with two guys here in the five towns um, in an organization called Frumbiz. Finding people placement, okay, uh, like job jobs, uh huh, and they worked with hundreds and hundreds of people and placed guys in jobs and helped organize their finances. They told me the biggest problem they found was credit card debt amongst amongst. So that's sh- I'm, I'm shocked by that. You can get a couple of credit cards with fifty, a hundred thousand, half a million dollar credit line, and you max it out. You know what they say if uh, say if you owe uh, if you owe a credit card a hundred thousand dollars, that's your problem. If you owe them ten million dollars, that's their problem. Yeah. No, let them, let them, and you have all these commercials on on TV and radio about how to uh, not pay your uh, credit card uh, debt. Yeah. Let, let someone else speak to them about, break it to them that, hello, I'm not paying. Well, listen, if they don't pay it, they can always call Bridge Credit Solutions to fix their credit. That's true. That, that's true, too. So that, that has spurned, uh, uh, um, spawned 
an entire uh, industry. industry. Interesting. So you're, you're saying people really go into credit card debt, but you know what? I I I want to highlight that we can't ignore what's been going on over the last few years, especially since COVID. That there is a tremendous amount of wealth in cholesterol, and there's a tremendous amount of wealth amongst the younger generation and generosity as well. I mean, I saw a stat from charity. Um, that's with a D, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, the, the fundraising website, that they yeah. raised over a half a billion dollars for Tzedakahs this year. Uh-huh, over half do. a billion dollars on their platform alone. What's that website? Charity.com. And they give you the, uh, the numbers that people raised? They, 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 before Rosh Hashanah, they put out a stat that over half a billion dollars was raised. So 500-something million dollars was raised for, for Tzedakahs for, through their campaigns this year. I was listening to a, a radio program that we mentioned yesterday about yeshivas, yeah. uh, not providing a secular education WABC, yeah. uh, for some of their students. And the person being interviewed on the radio overnight a couple of nights ago said that they're allowed to get away with it because they, they, they're uneducated, they can't find jobs, they're on public assistance, but they get away with it because they donate to um, the campaigns of elected officials. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, they don't have jobs, they don't have right. education, where they get the money to donate to the officials yeah. so to look the other uh, way? They must have robbed the bank, right? Like they must <laughs> I have. don't know, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You can't, you know, traditionally, historically, Jews have been... Uh, uh, accused of uh, being um, the, the leeches and bloodsuckers of society and at the same time controlling the money at the same time. You yeah. can't be both. Yeah, well, it kind of leads us to uh, one of our stories for today, which is Kanye West going DEFCON 3 on Jews and, and going on these anti-Semitic rants online. I saw a headline yesterday that uh, after Kanye West was kicked off of Twitter, Shout out Elon Musk and his staff for doing some right. early work, right. although it probably right. wasn't them yet. Right. But after Kanye West has kicked off Twitter, he um, made a, a statement that he's going to make a bid to buy Parler, which is another social media website. Yeah. Is is the is the deal being done with Elon Musk? You I don't know. Sure I didn't, about I, it the other day. Were you are you are you sure about it? Uh, I know what I saw. The I other mean, the being other that here at the Daily Thread, we do a lot of research and we try to verify our stories. I really hope it's true. Well, the Daily Thread is actually like a big meeting of, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of people who yeah. can chime in. And it's like the audio version of Wikipedia. Okay. Anybody could just. Wow, I like uh, that. The audio version of Wikipedia. Anybody could. Hey, how about an audio Wikipedia? That'd be that'd be the biggest mess you could ever, <laughs> ever put together. Shark Tank, everybody here we adding come. What, Everybody adding what they think. Uh, but um, what we sang about um, about uh, Kanye West, first of all, in our community, uh, I think basically he's, he's a non-entity. Number yeah, one. he doesn't make a difference. Number two, you know, I don't mean to put him down. He's considers he says himself he says he's the wealthiest black man in the United States. You could put him down. Uh, no, but uh, I, I I don't think he knows what he's talking about. You see, he reminds me like every once in a while, here the local um, newspaper, the Nassau Herald, for example. Uh, we'll run a story about uh, a swastika that was painted yeah. on, a, bus stop. On, a, on a bus stop or on a subway train platform. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, a detective called me from Queens because someone painted a swastika on a um, 5TJT box. On a 5TJT box uh, on, in Queens. And they even got a, I got an uh, email yesterday. I didn't return the, uh, the email yesterday. Didn't answer them. Didn't call them. But a newspaper in Queens wanted to interview me about anti-Semitic incident. These are probably teenage kids that are doing this, and they don't even understand the history. They don't understand what it means. They know one thing, that it triggers uh, anger and uh, offense and, and hurtfulness in Jews, so they do it. 
Uh, that brings you back to, your, to answer your question about Kanye West. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Well, I don't really. I don't, I don't think he knows what he's talking. I don't think about. he knows he's what he's like, talking he's about. He's like one of those seventeen-year-old kids painting a swastika on a newspaper box. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's a he's a seventeen-year-old kid with fifty million followers, hundred million followers, and and he, what he, the stuff he says causes more hate and more and more attacks on on Jews. I don't and think he's going to be creating any more people that have hostility. You're telling me that the the let's say 100 million fo- people who follow him, yeah, there's not five percent of those people that are you know infatuated with him and and uh, really take what he says with. Uh, okay, I think 95 percent of them don't know what DefCon three is. I don't even know what DefCon three <laughs> is, honestly. It's a military term. I don't know. look it up on your phone. You don't want to hold. Well, up he the went phone. on a rant the other day. He was on. He was he was being interviewed by Chris Cuomo, and he went on a rant that. You know, every single celebrity has a Jew in their corner in their contract. They have Jews, and the Jews run the media, and the Jew, which is the oldest, the oldest anti-Semitic rant. Well, you know, the non-Jewish world. You know, I worked for non-Jews for many years. I worked at a radio station that was owned by fundamentalist Christians mm. from the mid 1980s till the early 1990s, and um, I ran Jewish programming uh, on the, that radio station. Uh, it was called WNYM. I don't think it's on the air anymore today. Uh, but it was owned by Salem Media, and I worked for uh, a man who passed away recently. Uh, his name was Jimmy DeYoung. He was very nice to me. And we were the only, uh, and it was part of the Salem Media, Salem Media Network. They own ten, ten, uh, dozens of radio stations around the around the country. Uh, anyway, he he ended up moving to Israel, Jimmy. He made oh, yeah. He moved to Israel, but he was a, a, a real missionary. But we had Jewish programming on, on that uh uh, uh, on that uh, program, and he was very, uh, the reason I'm bringing it up, because uh, he was very uh, conscious of what it says in the Bible, in the Torah, when when Hashem gave a bracha to, to Avram Avinu, he said, those that bless you will be blessed, those that curse you will be cursed. So you gotta be nice to the Jews. So, uh, and this is part of the fundamental uh, relationship between the, the, uh, the, uh, that world, the fundamentalist Christian world, and the Jewish community is their consciousness of the fact. That uh, doesn't mean they want to not convert Jews. They, they still do. That's their long. That's their end game. I don't see. I think that's a possible, as probable as a two-state solution that we discussed yesterday. Yeah. But but in the interim, in the interim, they're very conscious of the fact that that's the blessing from God. That the the, the non-Jewish nations that. Bless the Jewish people will be will have a blessing. Well, and the opposite. Yeah. So, um, so brings us back to the to Kanye West, right? And uh, so I think that you talk about he's not going to be making new uh, anti-Semites, new Jew haters. I think uh, I think, most, I dis- I think, think most I, of the positions are filled. I think I disagree with that. Okay. Um, I'm, if I if I if I may, I think that um, again, there's many many people who. You know, take what celebrities say very, very seriously, and um, especially young people who listen to his music and follow his career. And that's a big that's a big problem because uh, you know why would anyone care? Uh, you know whether uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, you know, got a vaccine or not, or whether uh, you know. Uh, well, if whether, celebrities whether, became social whether Madonna, justice whether Madonna is against uh, Donald Trump. Who cares? But again, celebrities became social yes, but you justice ha- you, warriors. You, but you have no. But you have to have some kind of grounding and some kind of expertise in what you're, you know, saying and what you're pontificating about. You you can't, you know, you can't have the the guy in the uh, 
the bagel store across the street do your tax returns. I, I the understand guys, that. But the guy's buttering bagels. They're good bagels. He does a good job. Not your coffee today. You know, not, not my coffee. That's why I didn't bring up the coffee. But, you know, he's not going to do your taxes. He's not going to know too much about the tax rules so? that you need in order to file properly. And therefore? Uh, therefore, you know, what's her name, the model, who's, and her sister, Bella, what's her name, Bella Hadid, Haddad? No, they're anti-Semites. Uh, they're not anti-Semites. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They're saying things that are trigger words. Trigger words that they know is going to um, upset people. Uh, so they use them. And again, it comes back to what I said a minute ago. And that is that um, it's like the 16-year-old kid that paints a swastika on a newspaper box in Queens. He doesn't know the history of the swastika. He doesn't know what it, what it means or why the Nazis used it uh, and about the persecution and the oppression uh, of, of that world, of the Jewish community, uh, 75 and 100 years ago. He doesn't, know, he doesn't know anything about it. I hear you. I saw a comedian the other day go on uh, one of his bits, and I think it was Modi, actually. So it was a Jewish comedian. who Someone someone told me that he grew up Hasidish in Williamsburg, which... Okay, no, he knows a lot. He definitely does. But one of the things he said was... Um, the worst thing that could happen to someone who goes on an anti-Semitic rant or someone who commits a crime of anti-Semitism mm -hmm. is the Jews will extend to him uh, a, a, an invite to visit a Holocaust museum. And it's like, that's the worst thing that could happen to him. You know, an NBA player who drops a, a, a slur against Jews, he's invited to go to the Holocaust museum. Uh, you know, a celebrity from Hollywood who so what's goes off that? again. What's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I just hey, think they, it's, they, if, they, if they say those things, they're lacking a level of necessary sensitivity. Yeah, but the same courtesy is not given to any other person who who's, who has, says a racial slur who commits a different crime. No, We're I, not invited to any other museums. You know, if someone on the news says something against, um, you know, African-Americans or Latinos, uh -huh. Uh -huh. then they're canceled. And, and you know, rightfully so. They, they shouldn't be saying that. But if someone goes ahead and says something anti-Semitic, Oh, please come to the Holocaust Museum so we can teach you about the history because it must have been a grave mistake of yours to say that. You must have been uninformed. You know, uh, that's the well, worst thing that could happen. Uh, this, well, the Jews are uh, um, a different kind of people. It says so in the Torah, right up there, which we're going to read this week uh, in, in Beratius before the Jewish nation was even, it's a nation apart. Bilam said it, uh, that we're a nation that's going to dwell apart. And, and this is part of being, this is part of that apartness. Now, even though the prophecy, which is explicit in the Torah, that Bilaam says that he sees the Jewish people being a nation separated from everybody else, we've dedicated our entire lives to be accepted by everybody else, which is exactly contrary to uh, to prophecy. Listen, Hasidim don't 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 partake in that. They they don't really care to be accepted by anybody. They do their thing, and um, that's that. No, that's uh, that's true. But I'm talking about the overall entity known as the the Jewish community not breaking it up into little uh, little, little little segments I don't know what uh, else you got on your uh, agenda let's check out what stories we have today we're going to talk about uh, baseball daily threat so it's def def very interesting there's a, a dozen MLB players active active players active MLB players that are going to be part of team Israel this right. coming summer right so you know um discovering that a can you explain player, to for those who don't know what what team Israel is and what the uh, qualification I, I don't is know. I'm not sure what it is it's a baseball team in Israel and you have well, it's to a be, world baseball uh, classic and you're either, either an Israeli you have, you have to be Jewish and in, in, in order to be on the on the team so to, for some reason I don't yeah. know and the Israeli basketball leagues most of the players are not Jewish 
and I don't know most, but each team has a number of players who aren't Jewish. And there Israeli used to be a lot league. of ex NBA players used to go to Israel, and they went through some kind of a, you know, uh, rinky dinky conversion to be on the <laughs> no, because you know why <laughs> to because, be on the team. But that's not necessary. If you're, if you're an Israeli citizen, to, yeah, if you become an Israeli citizen, which you become Jewish, you become an Israeli citizen. Yeah, you you there's more money allocated to your contract to play in Israel professionally. Oh, really? yeah. oh, I didn't know that because then you're not oh, teams are only allowed X amount of imports. Imports are players are live out of Israel, uh, so it pays to convert for the money. You get a better contract. That's only if you're really not that great of a basketball player, though. Because but you don't you don't need a you don't need a, a halakha conversion. Then you need a certificate. Yeah, I don't think you need a. You can probably get so, in uh, in uh, like Kinkos or something. Maybe maybe Office Max. Um, there's the stories from JTA that for the first time, players currently on Major League Baseball rosters are joining Team Israel in next year's World Baseball Classic, and there could be a lot of them. As many as 12 current Major Leaguers could be playing for Israel in the next set for Miami in March. They so include the Baltimore Orioles, Israeli-American pitcher. Dean Kramer, New York Yankees outfielder Harrison Bader, who's having an incredible, incredible okay, uh, but let's, let's playoffs. Okay, let's hold on that for a moment. Here we have a New York Second, Yankee player. Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson we knew was Jewish. We heard that before. Peterson with a D. Not with a, I know. Not with a T, like in Tom. And there's a quote. It says, it should be interesting next year with how loaded other, the other teams are, said Bubby, Bubby Rosman, who committed to the team before making his major league debut with the... F his name is Bubby? B-U-B-B-Y. I guess he's Who's a Bubby. Bubby Rosman. I guess is. We, we'll maybe. put up a picture over here to see if he actually looks like a Bubby. Okay. Got to get him like an eggshell on a teeth. Maybe he looks like a Bubba. Um, if Ian Kinsler can get the major leaguers, I feel we can compete with the other teams in our division. So Ian Kinsler is the manager of Team Israel. He's Jewish. He played in MLB for a very long time. It, again, like I said many, many episodes ago, baseball is a very Jewish sport. It's exciting for kids that are baseball fans. Yankee fans are going to go nuts. Harrison it, Bader is. It's exciting for kids to uh, discover, uh, for for young Jewish kids, it's it's, it's a extra exciting even to baseball fans to discover that a player is also Jewish because people end up rooting for their for their own people. I don't. That's I, just a natural like, thing for some reason. That's your. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean. I don't think it makes any any difference nowadays. Yeah, but I say Maybe it, back it, then. It adds something extra to it. Like in the old Mets, uh, I remember there was a ball player, uh, Art Shamsky. He was known as being a, a Jewish ball player, one of the stars of the Mets. Okay. He wasn't a star, really. He was a mediocre ball player. Well, yeah, the Mets don't have stars, really. Well, if they, they get the, the Mets, that's a different conversation. The Mets get stars usually at the end of their career uh, when they can't hit and run anymore. Like Bobby Bonilla, they who we're still them. paying every July. Yeah, Bobby Bonilla, others, you know, going back many, many decades. That's just the way in New York. You get ball players that, you know, he's a great name. He's just coming back from breaking both legs. So you you're know? so you're saying that there, this is cause for excitement, the fact that there are that many major leaguers joining. I think, it's, I think it goes a long way that this many major leaguers are joining Team Israel because... I would think that they are boycotting Israel and they're not going to join the team, but they're joining Team Israel. That's special. Well, there's a there's there's like I said, there's an extra added attraction uh, in terms of uh, rooting for them, and it's it's a beautiful thing that American sport, notorious American sport like uh, baseball, could ha make these inroads into into Israel. I agree. Uh, another story that I found very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll read this headline: the H a Haredi woman appointed as the highest ranking female in Israel's fire and rescue services. That was the first thing you sent me last night. You don't think well, that was it? Mrs. Ra Mrs. Rachel Passam, a Haredi mother of 11 from Bnei Brak, was unanimously elected on Wednesday as the head of the Human Resources Department of Israel's Fire and Rescue Services. Passam, 55 years old, who is also a grandmother of 18, will be promoted to the rank of deputy chief, which is equivalent to the rank of a general in the IDF. She is the first woman to be promoted to this rank. You don't think that's a story? 
It's a, what's well, a, we'll what, show, we'll what's show a, a picture deal? of her family over here. Okay, what's a big deal? I saw the picture of a family, so the nice, nice large family. Baruch Hashem. You don't think that's a big deal? What is a big deal? That's a, that's what, first by, by making it a big deal, you're kind of saying that. What's well, a big deal because well, it never under happened. Norm, under normal circumstances, this woman from this kind of background is incapable of achieving this kind of a high level status. Well, I'm not saying and she's it, incapable, but it hasn't happened before. You're denoting that she's incapable by announcing the news that look what this woman did from this background with all these kids. Maybe that's the story. So let me ask that you a question. When Barack raising, Obama was elected president and they said he's the first African American president, wasn't that doing the same? That's a form that's a form of uh, it's a form of racism. Is it? That certainly is. So I'm, I'm every being time a, so I every just time w- every time newspapers do that, uh, the, the police commissioner and, and some, uh, the woman that's the police commissioner in New York now, I think her name is Sewell. Uh, she's not the first black police commissioner, but she's the first black female police commissioner in New York. And what is that? What's the message? What's the underlying message in these things? Here is a person that ordinarily, using your um, way you generally think, you would ordinarily think this person could not achieve this kind of high status. But look at that. She or he achieved that high status anyway, even though historically and uh, it's commonly accepted that they're incapable. So you're saying, that's, that's, you're that, saying what, I, what I just, the story I just focused on was anti-Semitic. No, it's 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 a nice it's a nice. Well, at that thing. rate, the story is via Yeshiva World News. It's a nice thing. She's obviously a smart, competent person. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she's a woman shouldn't be part of the story. Um, but then you're saying that are you saying that a woman is less capable of achieving a high status or advancing in an organization than a man? That's you're not saying that. I know you're not saying that. No, I'm again. I'm I, how, but but she's but a mother of eleven. One but second. but you're, how, den- you're how, denoting that. You're indicating that so. that's part of the story. No, I. Well, she's, let's see what the people think. You know. Okay. For yeah, but she's a mother of eleven. She has what eighteen grandkids. Think? She's in the high. It's very impressive to to hold such a high position, no matter who they are. Even if so, the question is this: Do you think? Do the listeners and the viewers think that this is a, a, a news-breaking uh, type of story that deserves uh, so much attention? It deserves little attention. It's a mm. nice thing. The, the story to me is that she has 11 kids and 18 grandchildren. That's what I think And that's it is. very, very busy to in order to be able to pursue a career and advance in those kind of circumstances when you have so many distractions in your life. But that she's Haredi and that she's a woman, uh, that is not the story. That's a backwards way of thinking. Didn't you tell me to say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. No, you didn't tell me to say that. But I, I think uh, every time I read in a newspaper uh, about uh, the first Hispanic this or the first black that, that is a, sending an underlying message that, hey, folks, look at this. This guy achieved this and that. Under normal circumstances, he wouldn't be able to do it because he's X, Y, and Z. But that's not the case. Anybody can achieve anything if they just put their head to it and have their you know, eye on the prize and want to achieve uh, the goal. I agree, I agree with I agree with what you're saying. I'm just mentioning something that is just uh, I don't know. It's impressive that she's holding that position given the the busy the responsibility she has in her hands. More importantly, are we still the number one Jewish uh, daily? Uh, I don't think so. We're not number one anymore. I don't think so. Who who replaced us as number uh, one? I think meaningful people. Oh, well, it's just, it's in the same at least family. it's in the family. In the same family, and it was probably because we didn't record for an entire week. We didn't, yeah. So we fell out of first place, so we should be back. But who's looking? We do this not for the people. We do this... No, but it's important to know uh, where you stand and, and who you're reaching. Of course. And, and the impact that you're having on the, on the world. Of course. I, mean, I see... Uh, I said this out on my... My WhatsApp uh, status, which you taught me how to do a couple of weeks ago. I'm very impressed. You got it really quickly. 
it's pretty simple. All you have to do is show me what to do. Yeah, and, it's like most things in technology are that simple. Well, the, one of the young people uh, hide the information from people that were not born in technological. Uh, we hide era. the information. You, you it's just like as available to you as it is to us. But you, no, you seem like unwilling to uh, to part with it. And when you're asked to do something, you're kind of having all like you have no time to do it. You know, maybe sometime in the future when the technology changes, I'll show you the old stuff. I was speaking to someone about that on Yontif about the technology changing. They asked me what's the next big thing for Meaningful Minute. I remarked to them sort of jokingly. This is it. This is it. We're well, sitting This in is it. one of them, but I remarked to them sort of jokingly and it spurred a conversation of just like concern. And I said, virtual reality, you know, having Shiram in the, in the metaverse, that's kind of where we're headed. And they're very concerned about that. You know, you could, you could bring back people from, you could bring back the Reb Yashaber Soloveitchik in a hologram or Lubavitch Rebbe and he could do a Fabringen. There's got to be something halakhically wrong with that, no? Like I don't know. It's possible. It's possible to do if you could do that. I mean, they have old old groups that are not together anymore doing concerts. Really? The material is there. The shiurim for these uh, Rebbeim, these Rosh Yeshivas. Yeah, so you use AI. You use some AI and you're able to do it. But it's a little bit bit scary. I don't know how it works. I know, what's I, gonna, I, like I, what's going to stop someone from having the Rebbe being Masada Kedushin at their wedding in a hologram well, form? That's that's a different halachic uh, problem, I think. But that's where we're headed. We're heading to things, you know, uh, happening. I'm, I'm 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 going more to a middle level. I'm talking about uh, you're talking about thousands but, of no, hours of this that cause, were recorded going back to the 19th. But this is the cause of concern when we get involved in this area. Listen, the same thing was caused the city field Asifa when the internet, you know, uh, picked up in the Jewish world. Um, you know, it's. A, I feel like there's going to be a similar amount of pushback when it comes to the metaverse. No, it's a, it's a, it's an age-old debate that, that that will continue forever, probably, until Mashiach comes. I'll be honest with you. I saw some, uh, I saw some propaganda on Yantif. This this paper handed out in a shul. Right, I wish it, Yeah, but I honestly think about it's, what. I, I'm I'm debating in my head right now if I should say the name of it and just out it because I thought it was so vile. But it was a. Uh, Why don't you say it? And if you decide to cut it out later, you can cut it out before you post this. Yeah, it's called. And it, it's, it, a, it's a non-entity. I never heard of it. Anyways, it was it was something that was put in a shul, and I had a whole paragraph. First of all, it's written anonymously, so that's how you know that something right. is just. But is this, someone came over to me with it? And they said, "Can you imagine?" And and I looked at it, and I was just shocked. It had such strong terms of of. Uh, even if you listen to a shir or you do a chesed because of the internet, the chesed is no good and the shir you listen to is no good. You're either against or for the internet. And if you're for it, then you're not, you know, then, then you, can't, you can't acquire any ulmaba and schar from using the evil internet. Well, you, like, can't, you can't listen to crazy. Number one, you can't take your direction but, from But it bothers people. me that that's what's being you can't handed t- Anybody out. can print anything. You can't take direction from, from crazy people. The fact of the matter is... Um, I, uh, refrigerators are dangerous, you know, because sure, people uh, can get stuck in there and people freeze. get stuck in there. And there have been stories over the years where a kid climbed into a refrigerator and suffocated and, and never lost his life. Ovens are very, very dangerous, you know, <laughs> but every house has an oven. Every house has a refrigerator and a microwave. Uh, put, try to put in something with tinfoil into a microwave. You know, yeah. Like July 4th fireworks, <laughs> you know, but I feel so like you've, yeah, done, you've you, done that recently. You, huh? you, the reason that God created you and, you know, and as we say in this week's Pasha, you know, blew the spirit of life into your, into your nose and gave you, you know, godliness in your life was to be able to use uh, the God given powers he gave you and to make a, make decisions. The, the fact that some leadership is indoctrinating 
trying to indoctrinate thousands and millions of people that they're incapable of using their own decision-making process is a disservice. Again, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I have a problem with some leadership coming out and, and, you know, and voicing concerns of the internet there, you know, I have no problem with that, but I have, I have a problem with the anonymous uh, stuff. I have a problem with, with the blanket statement stuff that, you know, someone who does like, yeah, good yeah. is on, on the internet. Tony Massaro is on the internet. You know, like, not, not that these are Raya's, but... I mean, I mean, Mishpacha aren't on the internet. They and, are, uh, yeah. They are, and uh, I guess Hamadi is on the internet. Of course, yeah. And the Ted's on the internet, of course. probably. I'm not sure, but they might probably are. Yeah. If they're not, we'll edit this. And I'm not saying... The no, they are. You sent me an article from them this morning. I'm not saying those are Raya's, but I'm saying like nuance like there it could be used for good yes it could be used for bad and some people maybe at certain ages can't be trusted to use it you know it. we mentioned four Haredi publications so i'm not going to identify which one but i'm a very good friend of one of them and uh, had the opportunity to ask him about the issue of uh, those those publications do not have uh, women's pictures uh, in the paper and i asked one of them what is the story behind that you know what he said to me <clears throat> this was about five years ago he said to me that was a big mistake but it's too late to change it Interesting. So, uh, well, I think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a secret. But I think I saw in an interview Eli Palay, the the, C, the, the publisher of yeah. Mishpacha magazine, when when asked from Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg on his podcast about that topic, he 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 pretty much said it's a business decision not to print pictures of women well, in the magazine. It is now. It didn't start out as... I don't believe it started out as a business decision. It's certainly not. Uh, and I think it. Uh, I think on, uh, over more than anything else, it has done a disservice. But I think Mishpacha uh, has... The they, they have... I think they... I don't want to say they started printing pictures, but... Girl, um, girls under the age of 12. I don't know. It's you know, honestly that this a whole... This, this topic is for a whole new episode probably. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's also, uh, it could be a topic for a whole new episode. It's also an endless uh, conversation. Um, and um, that's how, that's there's how many people on many different sides of that conversation. Well, that's uh, some, some, for some people it works, for some people it doesn't work. Uh, you know, some people you can't have a, you know, can't have a bottle of wine in the house because they're going to drink the whole thing. But other people could have wine in their house and they don't touch it for 10, 20 years. I hear. Okay. I think that's our show for today. That's um, it. You know, the you rock person of the day for me, uh -huh. teachers and moras, you know, just seeing those kids at the bus stops this morning, um, being able us all being able to go back to work and, and get back to our, our schedule. It was very nice to have my, my daughter with me for the last two weeks. Yes. But um, bringing her to school this morning with, with a little so smile on my you, face. You did, it wasn't like Shmiya Teres was the yontif where Shem says to the Am Yisrael, I want to be together with you one more day, one more yeah. extra day. You weren't, you weren't feeling that. So and then go to school. That's how you, you had school today. So you there was no school yesterday. So you were. Which, by the way, there should have been school yesterday. Just saying. Oh, but you, but you wanted, you should have kept the home today because you wanted to be with her one more day. Maybe. But you're not on that level. You know, maybe here's maybe here's Aidy show. Maybe here's Aidy show watcher today. You're not on that level yet. I I'll call. I'll call Sean. I'll ask her. You know, maybe you guys. There. You're getting there. How about had this 10:30 work for pickup? Uh, what? I'll take her to the zoo. Oh, maybe yesterday, no problem. Okay. That's our show for today. We'll come back to you real soon with another episode of Daily Thread. You can always go ahead and message us or email us at thedailythread at, at meaningfulminute.org. There is a link to sign up for Meaningful Minute WhatsApp in the show notes and the description. And of course, this episode is powered by... Powered by... Powered by us sitting here in Hashem oh, right oh. now. That's who it's powered by. It's on Spotify, Apple... Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Please leave a five-star review, a rating... 
Um, and leave us your comments because we'd love to see what you say. This is The Daily Thread. My name is Nachi Gordon. Larry Gordon here, in case people didn't know who we were, you know? It we, could be. You know, why don't you put the names underneath? Uh, That's really old school. But one time in the beginning of the program. I think they should know by now. Uh, well, it's only the sixth or seventh uh, program that we're doing, so uh, all the people join in now. They're, they're not hard names to remember. I think they got it. Someone said that you were, they didn't know who you were talking to, some old guy. that uh, Off the street. Of some old guy you brought in just to... But now you got a haircut. I think you don't look like some old guy off the street. Yeah, my hair was longer. I don't know, maybe. Um, it's going to grow back. Okay. Yours grow back. Mirza Shem. Have a great day, everybody.